Welcome to the Dirty Lie Podcast, a podcast about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. I'm your host, Des, and I'm here with my co-host, TMT. Welcome to the podcast. Each week, I give my co-host, Tim Tayo, three quote-unquote facts, and he has to figure out what is true and what is a dirty lie. What is the dirty lie? What has actually happened in history? Hey guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dirty Lie Podcast. I don't know why I'm giving you guys bedroom voice. I think my trousers are too tight. This is me, your host, <laughs> TMT. And I'm Dez. I also am your host. Dez, I'm here. We'll be, thank God, Christmas is coming. And all my hot girl Shukutumo Center. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll get a shape up. You got one, and you look fantastic, by the way. Thank you. Tim Tyler looks smashing. A dashing young man. He looks handsome. What did I say when I entered today? What did I say? You said your hair looks nice. I said you look like a handsome young man. I don't like it. You don't like me complimenting you? I don't like um, looking put together. It's not my thing. Uh, Maybe when I turn 30 or something. Which happened a couple of months ago. This is a history podcast. (laughs) Not the Timitaya's life history podcast. I'm just saying. World history. So this week, we are talking about some light stuff. In the last week, I have had multiple people, including you, <laughs> message me some sort of aggression towards the Brits or Oibo people in general. Yeah. Mine was today, right? Huh? Was Yours was today. Today. I yeah. woke up and I saw your tweets and I said, hey, God. I saw your message and I said, are you people, I cannot do white on black crime. Today we are doing white on white crime. <laughs> I, I was like, this this um, thing I just posted with Elon Musk's Twitter, yeah. I DM'd it and I was like, how safe is this even? <laughs> Probably not very safe, but I, I, it's fine. I guess. Like you know, my dad was watching cricket the other day and he, he too had some words for the for the British or the English cricket team. And I was just like, Okay, okay. Your dad watches cricket. Yes. Wow. This is a thing that he does. And he apparently enjoys this and I say apparently, but I have seen him consistently watch cricket for over twenty years. I don't understand. What I don't understand, I mean, I've, I've always wondered who the crowd for cricket is. Oh, you found one? <laughs> yeah, I found Yeah, so my dad watches cricket. It's it's one thing I did not uh, ever join him on growing up. Like, we watch Formula One together, that's okay. We listen to music together. But I was like, I draw the line at father-daughter bonding when it comes to cricket. You can't do that by yourself. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so I decided to do uh, White on White Crime today, but... You know, it's not fully white on white crime, which you'll find out soon. But we can get straight into it. Let's go. So the facts for this week, which which is the dirty lie, which is the dirty lie. Are you ready? I'm super. I'm super ready. Answer me. Hold on. I need something to show how ready I am. Okay. Let's go. Tim Tam. I never want to experience that much excitement from you ever again in my life. Got it. Done. Except for like when we get our first big fat check. Okay. Yeah. But then like even then, you know, I think it's just fine. Just I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about your bad man showing happiness. It's <laughs> just something about it I don't trust. Okay. So we've done people who refuse to die. We've done assassinations, both failed and successful. True. And we have a topic we have not done, which I have prepared at least 10 times. But then every single time I'm preparing to do that episode, something just carries me somewhere else. Like there's always something in the research that just takes me to a place. I don't know where did they carry me. What's that, Ashake? <laughs> help me, help me, help me. So there's just something about researching. So the topic that we have not done, which honestly has been in my head since we started this podcast yeah. is people who fake their deaths ah. and anyone listening like what is the most petty reason you will fake your death for like have you ever thought about it i want you to actually message I mean, us and let us know Tim, have you ever thought about easily, this before it would just be to see just to like doom scroll social media and see what people will tweet about you or oh my god r.i.p yeah yeah, but no one's going to say anything mean. 
Yeah, but still. But still. You, you, you see some people who you're not on good terms with and you'll just be like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to miss him. I'm, you know, oh yeah, like, I would actually want to see oh, who'd pretend that. like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so every time I go to the people who fake their deaths topic, I always just end up somewhere else. Um, so today we're talking about some people who died or were killed and what happened to their bodies afterwards. It sounds really morbid, but I promise you guys, it's not going to be, this is not going to be one of those ones that you're going to want to cry or punch someone in the face. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, so the facts. Fact number one. <laughs> And I love this podcast. I can't so lie. Before you start, okay. are, are any of these death fakes in recent history? Huh? Are any of them recent history? We're not doing fake deaths today. Oh, oh. We're just doing what happens to people bodies oh, after bodies. they die. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see the trend shortly. The fake deaths one. I'm gonna. People will do it next week. You like that fake death? You guys, I found a guy who faked his death <laughs> because he got caught. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not gonna feature heavily on the podcast away. He got caught for marijuana possession in like the 70s mm. faked his death they found him 20 years later and he found out that there wasn't actually an active warrant out for his arrest <laughs> so he went back was he American? of course <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow. of course oh god he had a very dramatic fake death as well like I think he pushed his car off a cliff ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man you guys, I hope you guys are enjoying this show because we're, we're enjoying doing this with you. So, fact number one. In 1918, a secret society in Yale University known as the Skull and Bones stole the skull and bones of Geronimo. Geronimo was an Apache leader, an Apache hero, and part of the crew that apparently stole the skull and bones was a man called Prescott Bush. Oh, no. Prescott Bush, father of George H.W. Bush and grandfather of George W. Bush, part of a squad in Yale that stole the skull and bones of a Native American hero. Okay, so that's your first fact. That's fact number one. Fact number two. James Kennelly, known as Big Jim Kennelly, was running a Chicago crew of counterfeiters. They used to counterfeit money. And in the summer of 1876, they attempted to steal the body of none other than Abraham Lincoln. They attempted to steal Abe Lincoln's corpse so they could ransom it and get a member of their crew out of jail. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's fact two. That's fact two. Let's go. And fact number three. In 1966, 21 years after Benito Mussolini was executed, neo-fascists in Italy attempted to and successfully stole Mussolini's body from where it had been buried and erected it as if it was a statue. The factory? Yes. So, Mussolini, Abe Lincoln, and Geronimo. Okay, I mean, I'm going to say the Prescott one is real. Just because um, George Bush and his dad both went to Yale. Yeah. So I imagine Prescott went to Yale as well. Yeah. Just like and you just think he was a scoundrel, just like yeah. his. <laughs> I mean, George and his dad are both kind of scoundrelish. So let's give them that. Let's Fair. say that's true. Um, hmm. Connelly one. Connelly one, I do like. I like it. You like Big Jim? I like, I like it. I like the fact that, like, I feel like Italians are very sensitive about disrespecting corpses, corpses and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> not like, n- not, not, not for just not because of the sanctity of life or anything. Just other Italian corpses. I feel like they don't. Const- I, f- I feel like when Italian people see white people, mm. all they see are potential mm. victims. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah. Okay. So, like they see themselves as wolves and other white people as sheep. Should I give you like a factual thing that might maybe help you? Or yes, no? yes. Well, it might not help you, it might help you. Take it for what it is. Stealing corpses was a thing in Italy. Mm. Like the mob used to kidnap corpses and ransom them off to families often. Mm. It was a thing. They would. <laughs> mamma mia. Okay. Um, <laughs> when you say mamma mia. In, I mean, the thing is, 
in both of these cases, <laughs> like in 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 both of these, in both the second and facts, it's like just Italians being weird. I don't know. Is Big Jim Canelli is that an Italian name? I mean, Canelli is hundred percent an Italian name. Oh, yeah. Fair. So when, once you said Canelli and more, I was like, that's an Italian. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Are you I'm, gonna steal the president's body to try and get your friend out of prison? I think it's won't say false because because it could be another politician and he might be trying to trick me but it, would, it might go the same way for Mussolini I feel like it's, it, it happened but it was with another politician mm. for both Mussolini either, either Mussolini or Abe okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting wise to your tricks I think it's one of those <laughs> situations so I'm just going to like knowing that yeah. and having no information I'm just yeah. going to go out on a limb mm. and say that the lie is Please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and hit the bell so that you get notified every time we drop an episode and you don't miss out on anything. If you're about to listen, please just subscribe. You can always, you know, come back and unsubscribe if you don't like it, but please subscribe first. Thank you. Do it right now. Right now. Hit the button. <laughs> Let's go. I want to say the lie is Mussolini. You're right. Yes. <laughs> just press your your button of accomplishment. <laughs> thank you. Oh god. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. You've come so far. Oh wow. Tim, are you tearing up? Oh my god. Are you tearing up? Was my um deductive reasoning? Was it deductive? Well, mm, yes, yes and yes. Okay. They, somebody did steal somebody's body, mm-hmm. and and but it's. It's a, it was even a lady, but we, I don't know if we'll, re, we'll touch on it. We'll touch on it. Okay. So, do you know what? I am going to end with the lie today. I think we'll just start with because all of these are juicy, juicy stories, but I'm just going to give you guys tidbits as we usually do on this podcast. But we'll end with Mussolini. So, which one do you want first? Yale Bad Boys or Big Jim? Let's start with Yale. Okay. Let's just let let's start with like a petty misdemeanor. Petty misdemeanor, but like also okay. No, because they're like I, I mean okay, they're not minors, are they? They're, they're adult men. They're, they're college. adult men yeah. in college. Yeah. They're rich kids. They're rich kids. They're in a secret white boy society in yeah. 1918, yeah. and they're stealing the skull and bones of a Native American war hero who died a prisoner of war mm-hmm. in Fort Skill in mm-hmm. America, who was forced to become an attraction. You know when they had human zoos? That's gross. They would take Geronimo and make him be part of like a West Wild West attraction. A, a living breathing human being whose family by the way was massacred his mom and his three young children were massacred one day when he went hunting um wasn't by americans it was by mexicans he actually wasn't even an apache chief he was a shaman but he would lead raids on mexicans and americans after they massacred his family and a lot of people uh, from where he was from Um, shamans are meant to be very peaceful right I, I believe so. They're yeah. like religious-ish leaders. Yeah. People believed he had... They're um, like the guys who speak to the dead. Yeah. People yeah. believed he had like strong powers, mm-hmm. healing powers, um, powers of knowing like things that were happening as they were happening, being able to tell things into the future, like things are going to happen, he would know. Um, so Apache, a lot of Apache people believed that he was like a very powerful uh, shaman. So why do Americans uh, shout Geronimo when they jump out of planes and stuff? I don't know the root of that. And maybe, because I, I was like, why do I know his name very well? And I know I'd heard Geronimo a lot of times, but I don't know the root of that. But um, something really random, just just to bring this home for Nigerians. His, he married nine wives um, after his mom and first wife and children were killed. He, he ended up marrying nine wives. And his last wife, her name was... Azu. <laughs> Azu. Azu, yeah. Oh my god. I know. I just I read that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's random. I mean I guess tequila is Mexican, right? Yeah. Which is Native American in a sense. Mm, no. So you Like you know, the native Mexicans. Um I guess. Yeah, so like, but native okay, yeah. I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. But yeah, Azul is the name of his ninth wife. Her name was Azul. I was Aww. like, oh, that's Aww. that's cool. That's interesting. That's random. Uh I just thought Nigerians might find that familiar. Um but yeah, I will not go too much into Geronimo's life 
but he suffered a lot at the hands of both Mexicans and Americans. The Apache people are nomadic people and they were being forced to stay on reservations. You know how America has forced Native Americans to stay on reservations? Mm-hmm. And the Apache were very resistant to this because they're nomads. So like staying in one place, first of all, not just a reservation, which is a horrible place, but being forced to stay in one place was against their culture. And Geronimo used to help people like sneak out and get off the reservation and, you know, try and live life as they had always before white people came. Um, But since I don't want to make this (laughs) a a, a day to get upset at white people, uh, let's talk about this rumor. So it has not been proven. Hold on, sorry. Before you get into the second one or, you know, the rumor. Um, I found out that the reason why Americans shot Geronimo before jumping out of planes was during World War II, the first paratroop division was just, you know, they were just being developed and no one had really got got into paratrooping yet. So everyone was like obviously extremely nervous. And the reason yeah. there is um there is and so th- basically <laughs> they decided to take in movies or watch movies before jumping out of planes and there was a fictional <laughs> a fictional a fictionalized version of Geronimo that was in the cinemas and it was called Geronimo so they would watch the movie oh, wow. to calm themselves down and then before jumping out <laughs> of the plane they would just yell Geronimo <laughs> yes what? and apparently like the top brass the leadership in um, the army they, <laughs> they said it was it constituted a lack of discipline <laughs> and they didn't like it and I'm, you know, I'm just here like these guys are jumping out of planes to fight for their country what do you mean lack of discipline <laughs> why, yeah. why do you want them to be disciplined imagine like I'm sure I'm sure if it was like a career and you just have to jump out silently yeah plop at least let me shout now in case I never come back up <laughs> I mean, funny thing is like they would, so they would make like these war propaganda movies and yeah. one of them caught the soldiers doing it and then it went back to the states and it became like part of their popular culture I see okay so, oh, yeah. wow that's really interesting thanks for thanks for teaching me something alright let's go back yeah so <laughs> this Yale Secret Society the Skull and Bone Society is said to they had some people stationed at Fort Skill in 1918 cause you know World War 1 happening um and preston prescott sorry prescott is such a privileged name prescott God. like you have to use your mind to say that name prescott. <laughs> you can't say it casually like you have to like focus on prescott um senior senior bush uh was part of this secret society while he was at yale and it is said that they stole the skull and bones of geronimo um, a historian actually in 2006 I believe found a letter that is said to support this and some descendants of Geronimo tried to sue Yale and the US government and the Skull and Bones Secret Society in order to try and get his skull and bones back but it actually has not been proven that they have it um, nobody knows where his skull and bones are and there are about 800 members of the Secret Society alive at any given point in time yeah but Geronimo so, had he had nine wives so he probably, he probably has 800 descendants <laughs> just at any point in time <laughs> so he can they can all probably go and rock with this well you know the problem is like oh I, I, I try I'm trying to not make this like a bad episode but the problem is because of the decimation mm-hmm. of Native Americans he probably does not yeah have 800 descendants mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll hear what you're saying like native yeah, american numbers have dwindled so it's really bad it is really frightening if we get into that especially <laughs> when you consider like america is huge it's a massive country yeah and it is very very fruitful yeah so by the time the um colonizers came there were a lot a lot a lot of different thriving native american tribes yeah a lot of which had never even interacted with each other yeah just around the country every inch of the country like native american tribes from new york native american tribes from california like every like the names of the states most of a lot not most but a lot of the states are like native american like yeah that's crazy 
I remember like the other day I was trying to make a joke and it was about Taylor Swift dancing. She was dancing weird in this one video. And I was trying to say, I was going to say Wisconsin forever. Yeah. And I was like, wait, Wisconsin is a Native American word. And I was like, I need, I need another word. And I was like, oh, Wichita. For, oh, no, that's also a Native American word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but it's just, it's crazy. Like, they killed so many. So many of them. It's crazy. Like, so sometimes you had you had Native American powwows at Duke um, where you had, like, Native students and some of the Native people in Durham have, like, you know, their I'm not entirely sure what it is, so I don't want to misspeak. But I was always taken aback by how small it was. Like it's just not that many of them. And it is insane. Because imagine if like well, if both people came here, stayed here, and we were now a minority in Nigeria to the point where like you might not even know what a Native American looked like. Like, even in this uh, Twilight movie, they use a white boy. <laughs> Taylor Lautner is a white boy to represent what Native American would no, look like. He's not Native American. He's, like... he's weirdly 100% white. Really? That boy is 100% white. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's... He also just randomly married somebody called Taylor, so they're both now Taylor Lautner. Sorry. History podcast. <laughs> History podcast. <laughs> okay, let's go back to this. That is the story of. Senior, senior Bush and um, Geronimo Bones. You guys can Google Geronimo. Um, you can read about his life. You can read about the Apache. He was, the, even the Apache itself is like a is a, a tribe that contains different tribes. Um, so and they have different cultures. Um, and yeah, so you guys can read it. It's 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 nice history to know. Um, it's cool history to learn about and brace yourself for the history of displaying human beings, especially minorities, and also for his relationship with Teddy Roosevelt. Maybe we'll talk about that in another day. I want to talk about Theodore on this podcast. Yeah, how do you feel about Teddy? I like Teddy. I quite like Teddy. He's one of the like less annoying American politicians in my Teddy yeah. was like the sportsman like um American president, right? The one that was sick at as a Easy. child and, and then, then like became. killed his asthma or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of Hemingway in that sense just very manly yeah Teddy, I, yeah I spent like a lot of time learning about Theodore and FDR because they're both Roosevelt's but I learned a lot about the different wings of the Roosevelt family mm. we'll talk about that another day are they still like prominent Roosevelt's still today mm, I believe so you know like, Sean take them <laughs> sorry oh my goodness <laughs> That's what took white people for out oh, those back in those days, like consumption or some stuff like that. That's know. like diarrhea, isn't that? No, it's co- it's tuberculosis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so which one was diarrhea? Because I remember like diarrhea was killing people during um, American Civil War. Like, cholera. No, 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 no. There's one. There's there is like it's like a symptomic thing. Yeah, no, but they were dying from no. There's a thing uh, during the Civil War. Was it typhoid? No. Typhus. No. Dysentery. Dysentery, yes. That's yes, it. Yes, yes, that yes, dysentery yes, was mudding people off yeah. during the war. You were. <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm you, about to give you a fun fact. There's like a class of like um, just 1800, 1700, 1600. That's white people diseases that could have been cured by them taking showers every day. And like, I mean, washing their washing food or cooking it, <laughs> cooking it thoroughly. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I don't want to say what. <laughs> Do you know that there was a rule? There was a rule during the American Civil War, a gentleman's rule that you should not shoot someone who's shitting. Which is fair, because like so many of them are just always in the in the can. It's bad manners. It's bad manners to shoot someone. Oh my lordy! They're like, if you see a guy with his pants down, like let him finish. Hey, imagine, imagine guys just like, imagine guys just like. Knowing someone is coming to kill them and just pretending to use the bathroom. And just like remove your shoulders quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean it's not funny. Shitting till you die is a horrible way to go. I mean, I, I don't is that, know. Is that what would happen with this century? Yeah, like it would be like bloody stool okay, and like yeah, enough. sorry. But it, it was nearly sixty thousand deaths, I think. Like a lot of them died that way. Okay, let's go to the next one. Let's go. Let's go to Big Jim and his crew. 
So like in the 1800s in America, counterfeiting was a huge thing. Banks did not really have the technology that we have today. And a lot of smart people were thieving. <laughs> and they were putting their smartness into making fake money. Do you remember our, episodes on, our episode on scammers? I do. The guy with the box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. This made me think about him so much. And you know what? Give me a high five. We've tried on this pod, I beg. <laughs> Because I was going through this and there's some episodes we haven't released because we didn't release the one about Booth, which we, true, we true, talk about true. Abe Lincoln on. But I was just like, we've tried it. We've covered stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so counterfeiting was a huge issue. Some estimates say like nearly a third of the dollars that were out there were fake. <laughs> like it was a huge, huge problem. At some point in time, the American Treasury or the Mint, they had to recall the five dollar bill yeah also like you know especially during that time if you were in a, if you were in a war foreign powers would invade uh, they would they would um what's the word they would introduce fake currency into your country as a way of destabilizing mm. your economy america did it all the time japan mm. did it um, random countries just did it when they were having their little um you know colonization battles interesting that's interesting so <laughs> 11 years after Abe Lincoln is killed by Booth. Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States of America. And in 1876, counterfeiters Jack Hughes and Terence Mullen were disturbed during their raid on the president's tomb on the 7th of November 1976. They had planned to hold Lincoln's body to ransom for $200,000 in an attempt to get their fellow counterfeiter, Benjamin Boyd, released from prison. They were all part of Big Jim's crew. Okay, so Benjamin was apparently the best at counterfeiting $5 bills. Which is probably why they wanted him back. Imagine like they they take the guy who knows how to run the machine. Now you're all broke. (laughs) So they were like, we want him out of prison. They've sentenced him to jail. And you know, back in the day, they were sentenced to hard labor and all Mm -hmm. these, all these things that are just not nice. And so they're like, how do we get him out of jail? Okay, we're in Chicago. The president's body is buried not so far away. Let's steal it, ransom it for money and our boy, Benjamin. Now, I just want to say, these guys were not master criminals. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> they were not the brightest boys. I mean, for that to be the, where they ended up. First of all, they recruited a secret service agent. Not knowing he was a secret Not agent. knowing he was a secret service agent. They got drunk one time and they were talking about their plan and the plan leaked. <sighs> this was in July. So they had to wait to November because they were like, oh, people know about our plan. Because we got drunk at a bar and we were just so talking about it out they, loud. they couldn't just change their plan. They were like, it's the only plan we have. <laughs> so just let it, so let people think we forgot about it. Imagine just like, imagine that we're going to visit Ben in prison. And they're like, yo, what happened? See the whole Abe Lincoln thing. And like, just wait till November. Okay, calm down. Give me some time. Just give me time. So they wait till November, and apparently they wait till election day. They're like, everyone's gonna be busy. It's the election day, so no one's gonna know what we're doing. So these were the people who were involved. One, Jack Hughes, who Jack, was Jack Hughes is a nice name. For is him. a nice criminal name. Yeah. Like you sound like a criminal. <laughs> Jackie Hughes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jack Hughes, who was at this time released on bail. He was skilled at the art of passing forged notes. Then you had Terence Mullen, who was 27, a bartender and the owner of the Hub Saloon. You, know, you had saloons. I called it a bar, but you know back in the day it was saloons. The owner or just the manager? He was the, he was the owner. The Hub was the essentially HQ for this plan. That's where they would all go sit down. The crew would go sit down. That's probably where they bragged about it. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you had Louis Swaggles, who was a professional informer for the Secret Service. And Bill Neely, an undercover Secret Service agent. So they had two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In the crew of four. <laughs> <laughs> two of them were traitors. This is the most amazing plan I've ever heard in my life. This is hilarious. It gets better because let me tell you something. Everybody involved in this is absolutely stupid. 
even the including the secret service everybody has an idiot first of all you guys back in the day the secret service number one role was actually to fight counterfeiting it was actually Abraham Lincoln that had set up the Secret Service. Counterfeiting was a huge issue then. You know, now we know the Secret Service as in regards to protecting American presidents yeah. and like being a bodyguard and stuff like that. But back in the day, they were fighting counterfeiting. So they were getting embedded in all these counterfeit crews <laughs> just for them to hear <laughs> this guy wants to steal the president's body. He said, he said, who? <laughs> So their plan was to take Lincoln's body over 200 miles away to sand dunes at the southern tip of Lake Michigan using numerous horses that they had planted along the route. Lincoln's body was to be whisked through the night and then were buried in sand dunes along Lake Michigan. Once there, they would mark the grave and then, you know, tell the authorities and they really wanted the authorities to know it was them. They didn't want anyone to take credit for their crime. So they, they planned this to detail. You guys, I just want you guys to understand. They planned the whisking of the body away, where the horses would be, where they'd bury, rebury it, how they'll mark the grave, what um, newspaper they'll put in Lincoln's body so that people would know it was really them. <laughs> I want to know that they planned this whole part. However, what? first of all when they got to where Lincoln's body was buried they realized they did not know how to pick the lock oh dear they thought it was going to just be open do you know what I just these masterminds could not pick the lock so then they had to start painstakingly filing through the lock until it broke how long did that take? quite a while at this point in time you had secret service people hiding around the tomb. You had Elmer Washburn, who was the former chief of the secret service. You had Alan Pinkerton, who was head of Pinkerton National... Detective agency. <laughs> yes. Jesus. <laughs> Because the Pinkertons, were, they were like the biggest detective agency in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, they used to, like, like they used to fly them to Europe and oh, Asia wow. to I've solve never, crimes. I've never heard about them before. This is so cool. I was just like, that's a cool name. You had John McGrin, an employee at Pinkertons. George Hay, another employee at Pinkertons. Pinkerton, they were like, they were like Deloitte, but just detectives. Oh. Yeah, they were just like, oh, that's they were just awesome. solving crimes. Yeah, they were huge. You had John McDonald, who was a detective from the Illinois Humane Society. And you had John English, who was Washburn, who's the former chief of the Secret Service, his former private secretary. So all these men made their way to Lincoln's tomb and arrived there shortly after nightfall um, because these guys were supposed to, you know, raid the tomb at night. They positioned themselves in the darkness. They were waiting for the body snatchers. They were busy filing a log for like 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> they were filing it for nearly an hour. They were filing, filing, filing for about half an hour. Mm-hmm. So they finished filing this lock. They get inside and they're like, whoa, wait, this tomb is heavy. <laughs> they could not lift. They couldn't lift off the tomb, Comba. Like, what did they think? Did they think they were just going to open this huge tomb for the president who was assassinated? Oh and they'll just see one easy to open a wooden box. Like, what were, I don't know, what were they thinking? So they got in there and they were like, ah, Bobo, if you push this end, does it shift? <laughs> so the two actual, like, criminals were the ones who were in charge of getting the body out. And then they had placed the secret service informant and secret service agent as their getaway drivers. However, as they were there, I don't know if it was Pinkerton, I don't know if it was the secret service agent, one of them mistakenly fired his weapon. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. So the guys got away. They escaped. They escaped. They they escaped. Uh, Sorry, what is happening here? I did not see that coming. They escaped. The two of them escaped in a pure act of, I would say, the, the most genius part of their whole plan. They managed to slip out of the tomb. And as the detectives were sneaking into the burial chamber, not knowing that the guys had run away, they got a midnight train to take them back to Chicago. Now, when they get to Chicago, right, common sense would tell anybody at this point in time that somebody has betrayed you. Mm-hmm. Abby, 
the no, two of you have escaped really. together. Your your OG crew members. So you know that one of those two Donnies yeah. have betrayed you. Mm-hmm. They know you now. Common sense would tell you that, yes. And and common sense will also tell you that these guys know you because you've been planning together mm-hmm. for weeks, months, mm-hmm. months at, at this point in A time. A while. So would you wouldn't you just, you know, go on the run? Yeah, and you go to take a little trip. Go into hiding. Take a little trip somewhere. Yeah, guess what these ones did? Uh, let's try again. I wish they were even that type of stupid. Yeah. But they were worse type of stupid. They hid for one night. One night in a farmhouse. Right. And then they went their separate ways back home. So they were just promptly arrested. Yeah. It took a couple of days, but they got arrested and they got sentenced to one year and one day in Illinois State Penitentiary. So they said the one year, 365 of those days were to be spent at hard labor. And then the additional day was reserved for a spell in solitary confinement. They were arrested on the 17th of November and they had tried to do this breaking on the 7th. So it took about 10 days to arrest them. Mullen returned back to the hub like the bar he owned <laughs> where they were planning <laughs> i mean maybe he thought they would just look everywhere else except i don't even know man. I, mean, else, I mean surely it could I, have been somewhere else it could have gone to. i just don't grab so yeah that is the tale of big james crew that uh, tried to steal abraham lincoln's body bjc <laughs> not bjc if they came and carried me not master criminals would you try and exhume a body to rescue me it depends on who carried you uh huh give me an agency I'll give you DSS DSS Mm, no I probably wouldn't really I'm gonna exhume a body for them what would you do you're just trying to kidnap me back I'm trying to kidnap people I just trying to talk to someone I know that works there you know people who work at DSS yep Oh my god, you're scary. I'm not scary. I just know people that work there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lawyer. <laughs> fair. 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 Yeah. Okay, why would CIA carry me? CIA? Yeah. I would exhume it, but. Oh, would. But just for fun, really. Like at that point. I mean, obviously, I'll align it. I'll align it to try <laughs> to, to your rescue. <laughs> but. <laughs> I just imagine them coming to me be like, yeah, your friend stole a body to rescue you and i'll be like he just did that for fun <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with me being here actually he is doing that for shits and giggles he, does, <laughs> that, he likes the attention check his instagram story <laughs> <laughs> he's even making tiktoks with the body <laughs> oh my goodness i i can't i would just imagine you giving them like michael jackson moonwalk with <laughs> aren't you afraid of spirits or you're just like no, 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 we white people. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have that much fun on earth and then leave eventual and after entity behind. That's nah. like one thing. Like, I mean, people will be talking about. Remember in America, you know, that's this whole thing with haunted houses and ghosts and stuff. Yeah. And Emma Baker from the past is not coming for me. Yeah, I don't care how shitty her life is. <laughs> like, I'm not the one. I'm, I have a black man blowing me. First of all, I'm Edu. Yeah. Also, I just feel like ghosts. Any kind of vengeful spirits from that time would just see me and they'll just be like, Yeah, I'm too good to hunt a an N-word. Oh my god. Like, this is beneath me. <laughs> but I also <laughs> feel like they would that's exactly why they would do it. Like so many of them were just they just enjoy torturing black people. Like it gave them endorphins. Yeah, <laughs> it gives yeah. you what what you call it? Endorphins. Endorphins, yeah. But that's the thing, like I feel like when ghosts haunt people, it's always like from a if a feeling of being wronged yeah exactly exactly okay but imagine imagine you're a really really racist guy you spend your whole life like being really really racist maybe having some slaves and stuff and then you wake up one day and it's 2015 and you open your eyes and there is ll cool j living in the land <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Ojaru yeah. is. Oh, just kicked your granddaughter out of his bed <laughs> after on tour. You're going to be a vengeful. What's that white actor that was just going around looking for a black man to kill? Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. That's the ghost version of that. Did you see he was in an episode of Atlanta? What? Yeah. They like, and they directly referenced him being cancelled. He acts in it. It's insane. Wow, I like, I like, I mean, I like um, them having fun on that show. Yeah. 
know, he told me to watch it. <laughs> I know they keep telling people to watch it. It's a black experience summed into content, funny content, clever, funny black content. Fair. Okay, let's get back into the history. We're gonna talk about Mussolini. Oh no. Oh no. Where's my Mussolini sound? People have done really weird things with other people's bodies. No, it's really, there was some gross stuff. Like, do you know that somebody stole Napoleon's penis? I think we've spoken about this before. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't? Okay, then I've read it somewhere, but yeah. But then they also said it was 1.5 inches. <laughs> That's not big, is it? Come on, I was really that was like, yeah. syndrome was not about that height. <laughs> was about the other height. Does he have um, any living descendants? I don't think he did. I don't think he had. I'm kids. not sure because yeah. rem- I remember, like, remember? Didn't we talk about him yeah, and his wife yeah. once? Well, he, I think he had kids actually. I think one of them was also named Napoleon. Oh, because he remarried actually. Yeah. yeah, remember he had the best divorce in the history of divorces. And then remarried. But yeah, no, somebody stole his his thing at his autopsy. And they've been talking about it for a very long time. Also, there was a woman in India who like, so a saint, one of these saints died. And they put his body on display for people to like, you know, go and I, I guess like pay their respects. She bit off his big toe. A big one. Mm-hmm. You know what? If they're going to bite off it too, <laughs> I think I don't. Is it possible to walk properly without a big toe? Well, she bit off the big toe of a dead man, a corpse, yeah. and she put it in her mouth yeah, and went home. No, I'm just uh, that's gross. So that's how people start diseases. Weird, bro. But yeah, man, Napoleon's penis. Um, before I get to Mussolini, Napoleon's penis was given to a priest in Corsica in 1821, and it was not properly preserved. So over the years, it has been compared to a piece of leather, a shriveled eel, and also compared to beef jerky. In 1927, it was put on display in Manhattan. People are so weird. And Time magazine described it as looking like a maltreated strip of buckskin shoelace that's mean do you think they would have described it better if it was someone else i don't know but i mean like an unpreserved penis from a hundred years ago is probably not gonna look like anything like what you guys what are you going to go and look at yeah fair enough especially because there's no yeah i'm not even going to get into yeah in, in new jersey urologist bought it for three thousand dollars and stored it under his bed for 30 years until he died and passed it on to his daughter in his will did he explain what it was yeah and who it belonged to honey (laughs) when i die you're gonna get napoleon's penis what is wrong with people (gasps) what i now fully understand why oibo people were in egypt going through tombs collecting mummies and eating them Oh, this, is a lot to, this is a lot to digest. No, but Victorian England used to eat um, mummies. They thought it would make them look young. I remember that. Other stuff. They also used to crush up mummy bones and use them in paint. You guys, mummies were not rare because ancient Egyptians were mummifying themselves. So you have to imagine these are thousands of people. They are rare today because, because white people were eating them, them and. Not crushing getting. them up using them as paint using them i think as makeup there is nothing they did not do somebody else's ancestor that's actually actually are you not scared insane yeah you know we think all this oh he's talking about diseases or whatever like what we talk about, about diseases and all these things but like i think that's why they have some there's some special stuff that used to happen to oibo people there's some sickness that only oibo people used to catch and it's because they are eating people's ancestors that's why do you know what it is to eat something? Oh, bro, this, this century is killing me. What you have for breakfast? Oh, I don't want nothing, man. I just had a mummy hand and some chips. <laughs> I mean, oh, I love a callback. I do love you. Did You did well there, Tim Tyre. Did you drink water? No. <laughs> Let's talk about Mussolini. Let's round this up with a fascist getting killed. 
and what happened to him. I'm not going to talk about the truth, actually. So it's the end of the war, World War Two. Mussolini died in April '45. So he died, I think, two. Yeah, I think he died about two months before Hitler. Um, before Hitler killed himself. Yeah. So Mussolini was on the run and in Italy at this point in time, you know, people were blaming him for all the deaths and things that Italy had suffered during the war because Mussolini had aligned Italy with Hitler. I believe we have spoken about Mussolini on this podcast. Um, yeah, with his daughter. Edda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would go... And how his like great-grandkids are like neo-fascists now. Yeah. Uh, she would go to say that her father was destined to live an interesting life and even an interesting death. So just by the way, nobody tried to stick his body, but I'll tell you what happens here because somebody tried to sell Mussolini's brain on eBay in 2006. It's not a long time ago. Why did this happen? Great tell. So Mussolini was caught. When he was caught, uh, he was dressed up as a German soldier, but he was caught, he was killed, and he was hung up. When he was hung up, they just allowed the public come and express their anger on his body. He was caught uh, with his mistress and they were both killed and hung up. And they were hung up in a place where years prior they had hung up and killed anti-fascist Italians. So it was a very symbolic place. One woman came and shot Mussolini in the head five times. His corpse. Yikes. One shot for every son she had lost during the war. Yikes. Yeah. So when I say his body was mutilated, I'm saying that anybody who was angry could just come and do whatever they wanted to the body. Crazy, yeah. When they were done with this, before he was buried in an unmarked grave, well, not unmarked, but in a secret grave by the Americans, the Americans decided to take his brain. I'm sure they had theirs. <laughs> they wanted to see if he had untreated syphilis, which is why he was like maddeningly wicked or something. Were they able to get to that? I don't think so. Uh, so the person, so what they did is they took Mussolini's brains, uh, split it into two samples, and sent it to different university hospitals, teaching hospitals. So the person who checked out his brain said he has the white and grey matter of any anyone. He could have sim- he could have just also been a. But like this is a regular white guy. This is a regular dude. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you guys really wanted to check his brain to find out why he was wicked. Do you not know your sieves? Didn't you see his skin color, his <laughs> eyes, <laughs> his natural disposition towards like, people he viewed less than him? They really, apparently, they also did this to some Nazis. Like, they would take their brains and they're like, we want to see what makes him racist. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you joking? But anyways, yeah, so they took Mussolini's brain, checked the brain. Like, he's just a regular, schmegular white dude. And then ten years so later, like this, this brain sample is 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 identical to that of Chet Hanks. This is a regular <laughs> white man. He's fine. It's a hot boy summer. <laughs> I hate you because I I don't ever have to think about Chet Hanks until I'm with you. Like it, it does not. He doesn't even cross my mind. Booyaka! <laughs> what? What? What is that? What is that? You guys, we need to pray for Tim Tyler. Because Chet Hanks is the ghost that's haunting him. <laughs> Anyways, so I've told you, they split his brain into two different samples, right? They lose one. The Americans lose the second sample. They return one sample to his wife. Her name, her name is Rachelle. I called her Rachelle in the other podcast. It's apparently like Rachelle or something. I can't pronounce it for the life of me. Um, so they return his brain to his wife. His brain is buried in a marble box on top of his body box. It's in a smaller marble box on top of the box that houses the rest of him. Now, they were like, well, we found one sample. We didn't find both. But in 2006, somebody showed up on the internet and said, guess what I have, eBay? Oh, God. <laughs> Going to the highest bidder, <laughs> blood and brains of one Benito, of one Benito Mussolini. 
can you imagine that? So and you know, his at this point in time, his granddaughter was in European Parliament. She's like, they are selling granddaddy's <laughs> brain on eBay, <laughs> which is awful. I mean, it's Mussolini, but it's still but she's, awful. She's saying it in an Italian accent, which is funny. Yeah, okay, she's doing those hands. You know, the <laughs> hands. The, 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 we don't eat on eBay. <laughs> Oh, this is why we need a video <laughs> podcast. You guys really needed to see that. You really needed to see that. But just do the hands. Just oh, do the papitos. <laughs> oh, no, see, see, baby. <laughs> On eBay, next to the spaghetti. It's no good. It's no good. <laughs> is this racist, Timber? Anyway, they tried to sell. They tried, and eBay was like, "That's against our terms." Um, I bet if it was Amazon, <laughs> sold easy, it. Easy. Bezos is Next day not missing out on that kind of price. Next day shipping. <laughs> Click here to make sure I rise before noon. <laughs> Benito's brains coming to you straight from Massachusetts. Don't play with me. So eBay took it down and the person remained anonymous. Um, we can't know if that was really the second sample. Or if it's just sitting on a shelf somewhere in some university in America and nobody knows that that's Mussolini's brains in the closet. Mm. But yeah. And that is our episode. Please remember to subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at the Dirty Lie Podcast and on Twitter at the Dirty Lie Pod. Um, please remember to subscribe to our shows wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can hit that bell so you get notified on Spotify. Also, don't forget to leave comments. They go a long way and they help us, you know, remain able to do this. And tell your friends and family about us. Yay. Yeah, we are trying to grow. Please remember to leave a comment, a review and share this if you enjoyed this. Thank you very much. That's th- Thank you for this, Tim Tao. I, I was scared when you said you had a present for me. But you've been so nice lately. You guys, last week, can we all say thank you, TMT? Last week, Tim Tat actually gave me an actual present. And it was really nice. Yeah. Um, champagne for my real friends. Um, pain for the rest. <laughs> real, pain for, real pain for my sham friends. Casa amigos. <laughs> for my amigos. Hey, I, just, I, I definitely... I just did what VP does. What's her name? Um, Kamala. Kamala, because I know that's just not the tune. <laughs> I know that I just missed the beat. I feel like somebody's gonna be like, "What the hell is she singing?" I don't even know how the song goes. I just know they say "Casamigos" for my amigos. For my amigos. So I hope you guys have Casamigos today, because you are all my amigos. <laughs> and I hope you have a lovely week. See ya. See you guys next week. Bye.